Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, showing you how to live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness through some amazing conversations from men and women who are living a life of abundance and somehow paying it forward in their community or even across the world. And the question I encourage you to ask yourself every day is, how am I paying it forward? Am I living my life of abundance? Even if you're successful, that does not mean that you are living a life of abundance or you are being abundant in your thoughts and actions. You see, because success is great, but success is personal, meaning success is all about you, the success that you incur in your life. Rather, it's financial, or it's spiritual, or it's in your relationship, or anything else that you do. Success, in my thought process, is it's about what you do for yourself. Now, abundance, in the other hand, when you're living a life of abundance, and you're being an abundant leader, and being abundant in your thoughts and actions, that's when you're sharing your experiences. You're sharing your time, treasures, and talents with others, or time, treasures, or talents, not necessarily all three. But somehow you're paying it forward. You're sharing your knowledge. You're sharing your resources. You're sharing talents. Whatever the case may be, you are sharing that out with others. So based on that, ask yourself, are you being abundant in your thoughts and actions? And whether the answer is yes, no, or I don't know, then you are in the right place. Because right here and on the Men of Abundance podcast and in the Men of Abundance community, you are going to be able to hone and master your abundance mindset. It's just like taking a shower. Taking a bath or taking a shower, hey, it works. It's great. But it's something you have to do every day. The mindset is no different. You have to wash all the negativity. You have to wash all of the scarcity mindset out of your head that you've been taught from your interactions in society, even within your family, I hear this all the time that they were taught certain things when they were growing up because their parents had a scarcity mindset. Even some churches have a scarcity mindset. Schools definitely have a scarcity mindset in many ways. They teach people that you cannot go out and, and work off of each other. You have to do your own work. Well, when you get out in the real world, you can't do your own work. You absolutely have to have a team of people in order to not just just succeed, but live a life of abundance. We are that team for you. Men of Abundance community is the team for you to help you develop a abundant mindset and start squashing and putting the scarcity mindset, putting it in a case, storing it way back in the back of your mind because it's something you'll never get rid of. It's always going to be there and it'll creep up every time it gets a chance and you will not give it a chance as long as you are keeping in these conversations and other conversations around abundance and living a life of abundance. 
Now, I need a real quick favor, and that is all I want you to do is take a screenshot of whatever whatever device you're listening to this on and share it on your favorite social media platform and hashtag Men of Abundance. What that does is it lets other people know that Men of Abundance exists so that they can get on, in on these conversations as well. And if you actually really want to get in on the conversation, then search us on Facebook. Just search Men of Abundance. There's a page and a private group, and you can like the page. I greatly appreciate that. Make any comments that you wish on any of the posts and request access to the private group. The group is open for men and women. It used to just be open for men, but now I've opened it up for men and women because let's face it, we all have to come together. We are all in this together and various um, parts of our journey and we can all learn from each other. Every single one of us can learn from each other. And check this out. When you do that, when you go like the Facebook page, specifically if you like the Men of Abundance Facebook page, I'm going to send you a personal message. You don't know what it's going to be. There may be something in there for you, but I'm going to share with you a personal message and you can share that wherever you like. And then one other thing, if you haven't done so already and you have access to iTunes, please leave a rating and review because that really helps out Men of Abundance get searched in the search engines when people are out there looking for these type of conversations. Now, let me share with you our featured guest today. Our featured guest is the co-founder and CEO of Last Call Trivia. He and his business partner started the company in 2007 as a side hustle while they were working as bartenders. Since then, the company has grown to $1.5 million in business, with locations from Anchorage to Cincinnati. In addition to his personal life, he still prioritizes personal development. He's an avid burner, a Broadway fanatic, and a strong proponent of meditation. He and I have an amazing conversation today, but on top of that, I encourage you to learn more about Adam at lastcalltrivia.com. Make sure you check out the page and their new app at lastcalltrivia.com and then check out the About page. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Adam Johnston. Adam, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Hey, I'm wonderful. Glad to be here. <laughs> Me too. We had one heck of a conversation already pre-show. I hope <laughs> we didn't <laughs> right. completely uh, blow it here in the very beginning before we even got into the show. But anyhow, where are you at in the world? I'm in Newport, Kentucky. It is right across the river from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, it's one of the best areas in the country. I've, I travel all the time. I've been to all 50 states. The reason it's so good is because you're, you're in such close proximity to, to major metropolitan areas. So Indianapolis, Columbus, Dayton, Lexington, Louisville. So if you, know, you want a show, if you want a, an art gallery, if you want a festival, anything, like you can, there's so much within driving distance easy like two hours and then you can get to the beach in eight hours it's it's fantastic just great people around this area particularly i have to say i have not had the pleasure of being around those parts just yet i know i have had one conversation at least on men of abundance with somebody from kentucky and that is shane sams uh the duo the duet of shane and jocelyn sams over there at um uh flipped lifestyle great great couple amazing people uh, okay. So, I, I, you know, I, I look forward to getting down there, especially after you sh- shared everything you just shared, because that's all very appealing to me. 
Heck yeah, come come party, man. We'll uh, we'll abundantly rip the town apart, right? <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, brother. What do you have to be grateful for today? Oh man, so much. Um, I'm gonna go with health and uh, the ability to find flow because I've I struggled with a. Um, an adrenal issue a few years ago and I had no idea what it was and I was going to my western doctors out here and they kept telling me look you're perfectly healthy dude and I guess it's anxiety you know you have a high stressful life you know you're in a lot of things uh, that's what we think and uh, that wasn't it I knew it wasn't it they even gave me a pill and I, I hated it um, so but I have an eastern doctor I have a naturopath as well and she she scanned me and she found that my adrenal glands were underperforming and it was because like again, I lead a, a stressful life. I'm always on the go. My some of my friends call me ten pound because I try to put ten pounds in a five pound bag, you know. But uh, but when I found out it was the adrenals, um, I was able to get on supplements and get better sleep and really adjust my lifestyle. So that helped me um, find flow, and and have the day to day life. Yeah, I dig that, man. And good for you for getting that second opinion uh, from. You know, I, I'm I'm a big fan. I, you know, I grew up in the medical world. I grew up in Western medicine as an army medic, but I am a huge. I'm not one for taking medications at all. I'm always going to look for a more natural remedy uh, and definitely a second opinion. And I'm I'm open to most everything. Uh, I just try to keep my mind open. So good on you for doing that. And obviously, you're doing much better now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I wake up every morning just almost bouncing off the walls, ready to get to work and get to life and to see the people that I want to see. I, I really, I like, I, I know there's other people out there like this, but it, like, I feel like I'm going to explode with excitement about life. So was that induced through the stress or was there other things going on that caused that? The adrenal glands yes. were, uh, it was stress induced, but also the amount of caffeine that I was ingesting. Um, I was probably up to like four or five cups a day, sometimes more. So that just over time just really took a toll on my body. And basically what my naturopath, how she explains it is that when you supplement adrenaline like caffeine to your body, uh, your adrenal glands realize that and they're like, well, we, we can stop performing. We don't need to do anything. The body has enough adrenaline. So when they stop working, then all of a sudden your body gets out of balance and that's when it throws you off. And it was so subtle at first and it just, it started affecting my vision. It affected my concentration, the decisions I was making. And the biggest part about it was it added more stress because we couldn't figure out what was going on. Right. Yeah, no, I totally get that, man. And especially the added uh, stress is important in our lives, but when it's so excessive, it serves a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And when it's so excessive, and then you compound other things like you know excessive amounts of caffeine, because I'm a big, um, I truly believe that you know everything in moderation. You know, coffee itself, everything. you know, absolutely. caffeine itself isn't bad for you, but in large quantities over a continued period of time, certainly can be. Yeah, caffeine is really good for you in short, yeah. small quantities. Right. Absolutely. So it's very good to, uh, important, I think, to make that clarification in that regard that both stress and caffeine, are, you know, is needed in our bodies, but in certain doses and in certain situations or specific right. situations, I should say. So here at Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance. We're going to get into your professional stuff. And we talked a little bit about that here at the beginning, or I, at least I shared it before we got started here. But how would you describe yourself? Let's get a little bit more personal. Um, let's see. I'm a guy who understands and appreciates the joys of life. I, I strive for a life of experience, good and bad, inconvenience, 
and I try to find flow as often as possible, like I mentioned. So um, I believe you have to experience the good and the bad with life. Experiencing the bad in life helps you to appreciate the good, right? Mm-hmm. So just just being that that person that's appreciative of every, of everything and always putting myself out there, trying saying yes to everything, you know, without without overcommitting. One of my problems that I know that I'm working on is overcommitting to things, you know, like the ten pound thing again. Mm. So I just love everything so much. So it's hard to pick and choose. But when you do that and you get to choose what you like in life, then it's easier to to find flow in your in your daily life. In the convenience part, uh, I actually heard that from. I think it was Naval Ravikant. If you listen to him at all, I, I listen to him and read some of his stuff. And uh, he's one of my favorites. And he talks about, I think it's him, so don't hold me to that if it's wrong. But um, the life of convenience where you know, he'd rather spend his money on things that give him the time to do the other things he wants. Right? So... All the, you know, I have a lot of friends who are fix-it guys, and you know they emasculate me all the time because I don't know how to fix something in my house. You know, like and I don't care. I'd mm-hmm. rather pay someone to come in and do it so that I have more time to go and and spend, you know, having a conversation with my mother, or going out and grabbing a beer with my friend, or going and you know playing tennis with someone, or you know whatever I want to do. But mm-hmm. time is time is the only thing we have in this in this world, and I just don't want to waste it. So for me, the more convenience. I'm able to afford myself. And it doesn't have to be financial either. It can just be the way you prioritize things, the things you cut out of your life. You know? Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. And I definitely agree with the idea that, you know, I pay somebody to do the things that either either I can't do and even there's some things I can do and just don't want to do. Um, because not only are you freeing up your own time, then you're giving somebody else the opportunity opportunity to use their skills and get paid for it and then that continues on into their family and so on and so forth. So I'm a huge advocate for paying, you know, how do I get certain things done? I write a check. Uh, technically, I swipe a credit card or get a credit card <laughs> number, but you get the point, right. you know? Oh, of course. You know, one of the best things I've done recently is uh, because I don't know about a lot of things. Let's use the example of uh, getting stuff fixed around the house. What the first thing I'll do is I'll, I'll ask my friends, ask my acquaintances, see who knows someone. But then if I don't have any any recommendations, I'll turn to the internet and I'll just start doing research like, okay, so I'm calling companies, right? But then companies are more expensive and you also find that throughout the, if the economy's doing really well or if there's certain times of year, then those companies up their prices because they have so much work coming in. It's mm-hmm. the nature of the business. And then, so if I want that done, then they're going to, they'll charge me more to get it done or I have to wait for a long time. But what I did, what was really good is I started finding individual people that don't have companies that are around town through connections that know how to just do random things and then those people can learn something if 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 they're if i need it done at the house or they'll know someone else who does it so i end up helping the individual people who are either down on their luck or uh or just trying to like i've I've got one guy who comes over and helps me with stuff that he's trying to save money by doing side work to start his own business and so i'm able to help him out that way and really um encourage on another entrepreneur yeah isn't that awesome that is so cool you know we have to do it i was telling you before like i love what you're doing for the community i did not have podcasts to help me along when i was getting started all those years ago so thank you for what you're doing yeah i greatly appreciate that and that is part of the reason why i do what i do and you know men of abundance the pay it forward community is i lift up people that are doing amazing things in the world that otherwise wouldn't get any light 
you know, and get lifted up and it, and it helps them with their business, their message, you name it. So, and I dig what you're doing, by the way, which we're definitely going to get into that here in just a second. But even before we do that, sometimes uh, events happen in our lives that change the trajectory of our life and the way we thought it was going to go. Uh, like you're telling me pre-show about your, you know, you're getting your degree and going to school for broad, you know, Broadway um, you'll explain that a little bit better than I can, but in any case, <laughs> in any case, if you would share a kick in the gut moment with us and really make us feel that, and then we're going to figure out what we, what, you know, what you learned from it and what we can get from it. Sure. I didn't really have a kick in the gut moment, like one that really stood out. I've had a lot, many times in my life where I've realized that I'm surrounding myself with someone or something that I shouldn't be surrounding myself with. Right. So like romantic partners could be an example, you know, you're committing to someone for a long period of time. That's just such an important decision. And sometimes you, you look at the wrong factors, um, to do that. So that, that was a kick in the gut, you know, I, I was able to, to move on from those or friendships where unhealthy relationships, where even if I get pleasure from that relationship, it was not a healthy relationship or like negativity in friendships, people who, you, you know, I know you're a big proponent of, um, surrounding yourself with the with the top five or the five people around you because mm-hmm. uh, I saw that on your website I think uh, oh that reminds me I gotta ask you about something else too but then the other thing about the kick in the like the the many times in my life where I've had the kick in the gut moment society has been another one because I've gotten myself wrapped up especially when I was younger about falling in line with what my parents said I'm not saying don't do what your parents say but your parents say your church say your school says society says everyone is telling you what to do all the time at least it can feel like that sometimes Mm -hmm. and maybe they're right but sometimes they're not right and you need to do what's right for yourself so I've had many of those kick in the gut moments from from there um yeah we'll we'll talk about lessons but I do want to tell you about uh what my what my buddy told me uh, that kind of got me to the lesson. So, um, the thing I wanted to ask you though, uh, uh, or talk about your middle name, you have the coolest middle name ever. Ballantine. Is that how you say it? That is correct. Because I, I have two middle names and I've always cherished my four names. And one of them is really unique. It's Ellsworth, but Ballantine, I think you got me beat, bro. <laughs> Man, I greatly appreciate that. Few people ever, you know, and I, I know I put that in there, but few, nobody's ever asked me that on the show and brought that up. Um, and there's a very interesting story behind my full name, Wallace Ballantyne. Carmichael's my my family name, but Wallace Ballantyne Perry is where I got that name from. Uh, but that's this is this is your show, not my show. So we'll get we'll move on from that. But I do greatly appreciate that, man. That's pretty Absolutely. cool. So. Yeah, and and so you know you you get from all of those. I agree with you in that societies. Too many people worry about, you know, I, I, when you say that, I just think about Gary Vaynerchuk because I I have him. You know, I follow him on Instagram, TikTok, you name it, everywhere. LinkedIn, he's in my face all the time. And one of the things that he talks about more often lately than than anything is who cares? Don't you know, don't listen to what your mom and dad are saying. If you want to get out of your mom and dad's house, get out of your mom and dad's house, but don't let them pay for you getting out of the house type of thing, you know, or because then you still owe time back to them or you still owe what you're doing back to them. But the bottom line is this. If so many people, I was literally just, just finished today. I started yesterday and finished today. Um, I think it's called uh, Bill's Brain, Inside Bill's Brain or something like that, talking about Bill Gates. And he and, he and his mom clashed a lot 
when he was younger because he just wanted to sit and read all day long and wanted to be an introvert. But she pushed him out of his comfort zone to go out and be sociable and interact with people and do other things. And it paid off for him. But they did have a, they got into a big fight about it at one point. But in that sense, you know, there's little things that we do need to take from our family and our parents and at least consider, but ultimately it's got to be your decision. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. You know, to me, the point is that life is too incredible to let anything else or anyone else negatively influence it. Mm -hmm. You get to make your own decisions in life. You get to decide what is good for you. And the only way to do that is to go experience things and to stretch yourself. Well, here's the other power, the the other superpower to that. And the other really amazing thing about that is once you officially make it your decision, you can be coerced and you can be get advice and you and I strongly suggest you get advice from other people and at least consider what other people are saying, especially those who came before you. But ultimately, when you own it as your own decision, that is a true, that's true freedom. Because then if something goes wrong, you have no one to blame. Because as long as somebody else has, you know, if you're blaming somebody else, then you can never reverse that decision-making process because now you have to wait for their word or or their suggestion to get you out of that when you realize you can get yourself out of it if it does go wrong. Right. It's truth. It's your truth. Right. And you can own it, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, (laughs) you know, one of the things that you're doing now with the trivia, uh, last call trivia. Where did that come from? (laughs) My business partner and I were living in Charleston, South Carolina. We were at a bar every Wednesday night playing trivia with our friends. And one night we looked at each other and just said, we can do this. We saw the opportunity. It wasn't in Cincinnati, where we were both from. So uh, we thought we'd start it there and then grow it. But we we got back and within probably seven, eight months, we were already, one of us was already moving around. And after that, we both uh, my business partner and I moved around to major metropolitan areas and started branches. So that's kind of how we grew across the country initially. And we've gone through so many, so many changes in our in our business model and plan and, and kind of brought everything back to Cincinnati. And now I'm getting ready to go out on a tour across the country uh, in the winter to, to, to help us set up shop in, in a bunch of targeted areas. One of the best things we've done is had a bigger focus on data and data-driven decisions in our company. So we hired a data analyst to take our data and analyze it and analyze the comp- competition in our markets and in our industry. We don't think anyone else in our business is doing that. So uh, that's what we're doing, and it's helping allowing us to make decisions on areas we really need to get in. Yeah, very cool. I only met one other person that was actually making an income from Trivia, and this gentleman was in um, Waikiki, and that's where he lived at the time, and I did too. I was actually driving Uber or Lyft, one of the two. And I picked him up, and he was on his way to another gig. And he traveled the world. He did went all over the place, and I was, I was just totally blown away. I'm always amazed at how people <laughs> make money and how people add to the community. And I think trivia is just a great way to do that, and it's fun as heck. Oh, absolutely, especially in this, the, the uh, side hustle economy and the, the gig economy. It, it's it's awesome. And it's so cool to see people be able to work remotely so they can work wherever they want to do. If you want to move to Hawaii and work your eight hours or however much you work in a day and then go surfing for the afternoon or in the morning and come work after that mm-hmm. or anything like that's so that that gets me so excited to, to hear people taking control of their own destiny and doing things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, 
what how does somebody else get into that how do how do other people get into the whole idea behind the trivia and what do they do within your company so gosh we have uh we cover it all in the company we have a graphic designer we have uh business development people sales people customer service people uh we have a whole slew of writers from around the country um so that's our you know um that's our corporate staff i guess you would say and then our full-time staff and then uh we have we find local entertainers all over the country to who are looking for extra work whether it's uh, sharpening their skills on a mic whether it's just getting out and having something to do at night, whether it's uh, you want the money, um, it's a great gig, and we're trying to set that up around the country doing that. So how you get into it, um, you can just contact us, and and uh, we can discuss your situation and, and trying to get you set up where you're at. Wow, that's very cool, very cool. And it's fairly, I mean, what's the the challenges of entry? How do how, you know, what are the, some of the things you're looking for for people to work with you and, and work with the program? Well, we're looking for someone who just has a great attitude, who can follow instructions, and who has a good personality as well. Like, can be on a mic, is comfortable doing that. It's not difficult to do. Um, but, you know, we're looking for the best of the best because we have a, a lot of people to choose from in these areas. Um, it's a difficult industry to get in if you're trying to do it yourself, for sure, because you ha- people don't realize uh, you have to have questions that are not too easy, not too hard. They have to be accurate, relevant. Mm. Uh, they You can't be... Um, repeating categories too often in a show. You have to have a whole system for not repeating questions because people will call you out on it. Um, you have to be prepared for challenges. And then that's just the show side of it. Then you have to work with the clients. You have to go solicit. You have to get equipment. You have to do all that kind of stuff. So we've been working for the past 12 years, 12 and a half years now, almost, for um, for streamlining the process, You know, making it so that what people really want out of trivia, they have a love for trivia or they have just a desire to get out and you know, into bars at night and make money, you know, we've, we've set up a system for them to do that. We also have a platform that allows bars to do their own trivia nights. So uh, we feel like we're really kind of coming into our, coming into our flow right now. Finally, yeah. we, we thought we'd been there before, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know that you're, you're not I know the feeling, man. Else, somewhere else you got to go, which is good. We're always evolving. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you what I've been into. I've, I've been on a couple of these trivia things. We did some in the community where you go every Tuesday night or whatever, have some drinks, have some, you know, poo-poos, we call it in Hawaii, the orders type of things. And, and uh, you know, there's some people when they get into these type of events, they're just super competitive. And like you were saying, some of the nuances like, you know, too many, you know, the category too often, or God forbid, you get an answer incorrect. You are going to get grilled. I mean, forget oh, about horrible. it. Forget it's brutal. And you know me, I just kind of go with the flow. I'm there to have fun and socialize. I'm not that guy, but there certainly are some out there. Oh, absolutely. And even if you are right, people are still going to tell you wrong because they're under the influence of alcohol mm. or they're under the influence of their their peer pressure because they're they're giving them crap for saying, "Oh, you you said this was right. You promised and whatever." So it's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of being under the influence, I got to ask you a question. I asked you this pre-show, but I want to bring it here out on the, on the in the conversation. Let's in your it. bio, it says he's an avid burner, a Broadway fanatic, and a strong proponent of meditation. I get the Broadway fanatic and the meditation. Clarify what is a burner? A burner. Uh, that's what people who go to Burning Man call themselves. I was lucky enough ten years, well eleven, ten ten years ago to um, have, I was living in Alaska with my business partner and we were coming back from Alaska. He had a friend who lived in Oregon 
And that friend told us to go to Burning Man. And we were like, what's Burning Man? We had no idea. But we were coming back through. We wanted to stay with him anyway. Uh, so we decided, hey, let's do it. You know, like, again, like, I'm, I'm an experienced guy. So I'm always going to say yes mm-hmm. if I can. And so we went. And the people there are some of the most genuine, amazing people on the planet um and the art there is so for people who don't know burning man is um it's i call it an art festival kind of because that's what it's centered around um artistic expression is um is a better way to put it but it's in the desert it's in uh the black rock desert in nevada and we go every year and it's a community of about 70 it it gets a little bigger every year but it's about seventy-five thousand people Wow. That that congregate there, and we just we just love and exp- and, and self express and accept people, um, and it's it's a wild party. But I fall in love with it, and I've been the past ten years in a row, and I don't see myself stop stopping going anytime soon. Yeah, it sounds like a great time, man. I I love hanging around great people, and I'm glad we got that cleared up because I had an idea of what burner was in my head just because of my upbringing and then i searched it and i was like oh yeah i used to burn dvds too that could be a burner but then i'm still looking for this other idea and i couldn't find it but i'm glad you clarified that man especially for my listeners (laughs) (laughs) all right never know where our minds are going for for anyone who's listening and you you are considering going to burning man please do anything you can to get there i promise you won't regret it absolutely man i'm definitely gonna put that one on the list for sure that's really cool. So, brother, we are at the point where we're going to pay it forward to our listeners. You ready to do that? Yeah, yeah. Also, I, I want to, um, at some point, can I tell you the lessons I learned? Because those are some, Ooh, something absolutely. I really want to get that, to. Let's do that right up front. Let's do that right now. Okay. Uh, one of the personal lessons I got from my kick in the moments was one of my buddies, um, he told me, he, he made me realize that there are friend levels or you, you don't have to have them, but it's, it's a, it's a visualization. Like you've got your core level, your your level one friends. And those are the people who you spend all your time with that are the people that would, you would call in the middle of the night if your car was on the side of the road and you needed to bury a body, right? Those are your people. The level two are the people that you're super close with, but they're just not your level one friends. Level three friends are the people that you see like maybe every month or two or something like that, but they're not the level two friends that you see every couple weeks and they're certainly not the level one. So then you can keep going out and whatever your levels are, the whole point of the exercise is to realize that your friends are in levels and to put them in levels because what allows you to do is prioritize your time with the people that are close to you and those levels can change. People can go in and out and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but him helping me realize that was a a pivotal moment. And that was a big kick in the gut for me that that helped realize that. I think Tim, do you, do you uh, follow wait, but why Tim Urban's blog? I don't. Okay. That is fantastic. So check that out. Uh, but he also hit, I sub- later found out that he had also written something that was kind of similar to the friend level thing. So that's on there. Um, a business lesson I learned, and this was actually from the same guy who talked to me about the, the, the friend levels. Uh, he asked me one time, we were in um, Barcelona, uh, just living and working. And um, he, he asked me, do you want, what kind of company do you want? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, uh, what well, do you want to $10 million company? Do you want a $100 million company? And that got me really thinking about, because we have another friend of ours who does own a $100 million company plus, and they're growing like crazy out in Colorado. And and looking at, I've gone in into, I've gone to his business and he's shown me around at the hundreds of employees in the huge place they have. And it made me realize that 
that is not what I want. I, I don't want, I'll take a hundred million dollars, but I don't want to, I don't want what I have to do to get a hundred million dollar company because that means you're devoting every second of your life for the most part to getting there into, into working that right. I want a better balance in my life personally. I'd rather work towards a $10 million company that, that I have a team that, that works hard and is compensated well, and we're all happy and we all have time to breathe and enjoy the life. So that was also a conversation that helped, but Really, my overall lesson in the kick in the gut stuff is the is the convenience. If if you make time to, if you make time to do things that help you free up more time, then that gives you more time to do the things you want. You know, and I'm still working on the overcommitting part. So. Right. Yeah. Th- especially the overcommitting part. I had a problem with that for a long time. I seriously have no problem with that in most cases. <laughs> Somebody at my church asked me <laughs> to do some stuff because I'm a member of the church, you know, I do stuff over there too. It's hard to, you know, step away from that because that's kind of what I do, every, why I do everything I do so I can do things like that and things with my family. But good on you for realizing that up front. I have these conversations with business owners on a regular and they're like, I want to be a million dollar company. And Exactly what you just said. I wished more people could go out and take a look at what it takes to be a million dollar, a hundred million dollar company, uh, or even a million dollar company for that matter, because most people want that that magic dollar figure, but they do they have no idea what it takes to get to that point. Not just from the employee standpoint, but the the time standpoint. You know, it's funny when you you listen to some of these. But, you know, I can pick any number of them, but it's a couple a billionaire that I recently I don't remember his name, but I remember he was saying things like, you know, family's important. Go make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Make sure you do this. But you fail to realize and then you and then you still want to aspire to get to the billion dollar level. Right. But you fail to realize that he did all of that stuff to get to where he's at. And if he was right. to go back and do what he's telling you to do today, he would not be at the billion dollar mark right now. You couldn't be more right. Yeah. So you got to pay very close attention hard. to that. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's like I work as much as I want to so that I can enjoy the things in life that I want to enjoy and I can help other people enjoy the things in life that they want to enjoy. That's my, yeah. that's where I'm at in my life today after, you know, being in the military for 25 years and away from home more often than not. Well, you've so, done a great job of finding a niche, and that is so mm-hmm. important in, in finding that level of a business that you want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, what's cool about what you're doing is you're doing what you love to do. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, you, you got you to gotta make money to pay the bills. But living a life of abundance is more than just paying the bills. It's having enough resources to do the things you want to do and having the ability to pay it forward to other people. Uh, in one way or another, time, treasures, or talents, or all the above. Yes. So speaking of paying it forward, let's do that now. Uh, you ready to do that? Let's do it. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. Okay. Uh, first, it's the basics. Smile, compliment, uh, accept others, and be appreciative. You know, because I think the thing that you can, you can control what you can control, and if you smile before you answer the phone every time that other person's going to hear it on the other end if you uh, like one of one of the practices i do with my friends is uh, like if i'm texting them in the morning i'll uh, one of my sign offs is you know hey hey go have a great day go give some unexpected person a compliment 
because that challenges my friend to think about it and to do something positive in the, in the universe. And then it also, you know, it's received on the other end, and especially someone unexpected. I think that's important. There's a lot of people you can tell just by walking down the street, walking past someone, you can tell someone's having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And if you, if it's not, if you don't overdo it, you know, it makes it obvious, but, but just, just, Oh, Hey, I like that sweater. You know, mm-hmm. something as small as that can really change someone's day. So the small things, you know, um, uh, second one would be taking care of yourself so you can help others. Uh, it, you can't give to other people until you a know about yourself and and b have your have your stuff together. But the way to do that is, I think meditation. You brought up meditation before. Um, um, I like I like meta meditation. I also listen to Sam Harris's um, Waking Up app. I do that every morning. That's awesome. I'm also practicing non judgmental non judgmental awareness where you walk around and your brain automatically goes to judging things and you can't help it. We're conditioned to do that or we've conditioned ourselves to do that. But anytime you find yourself doing it, it's simply just erasing that from your mind and, and, and going the other way with your mind. So you're, you're positively reinforcing those, those, um, synapses in your brain, right? Uh, staying active, uh, you know, that's so important. I work out five days a week with a great group of guys. Like that would be a great piece of advice, but it's really difficult to find. Like I just felt, felt, uh, I got lucky with it. I have three other guys that are able to take the lunch hour off every day. So we go and we work out real quickly and then we go grab a quick lunch and we do it five days a week, Monday through Friday. So you get the fellowship with guys who are just great people. And also some are my mentors and some of my best friends but you also get the workout every day. And so I get up in the morning and I go, um, I get, I get my coffee and I, I, I kill it. And then I go work out and then I come back and I've got the endorphins from working out and I'm ready to go kill it again. So I have really productive days and I'm able to find flow because of that. Um, but it, it also, when you're not active, it's more of a limiter on your life, you know, which, which is so unfortunate, you know, people, well, I won't go there, but, um, Substances is another one that we're still talking about taking care of yourself, you know, so you can help others. Mm-hmm. Um, substances, because I mentioned that the caffeine with me, you know, watch alcohol, caffeine, drugs, like everything is in moderation, everything you do, except for sleep. Well, sleep is in moderation too, but that would be the other thing that I would, I would say about taking care of yourself. I read uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, and oh, that was, that was transformative because it talked about all the benefits of sleep. He, he's, he's probably the preeminent researcher on sleep. He spent his whole career over 20 years researching it. And he's a, I think he's a neuroscientist out of UC Berkeley, if I remember correctly, but he gives himself a non-negotiable eight hours of sleep at night. You know, if that guy can do it, I can do it. And I've, I've found that I am just one of those people that needs more sleep. And I don't think, well, I, th- I think studies show anyway that we don't get enough sleep as a society. So mm-hmm. if you think you're getting enough sleep, you're probably not. Because if you were, then you would know you're getting enough sleep, you know, consistent sleep. And I think that's really important. Again, taking care of yourself so you can help others. Yeah. And then the third would uh, be to learn and experience all you can so that you can influence others. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of books. I talk to a lot of people. I think a lot. You know, quiet time's great. And in order for you to, to make yourself better, uh, or not, and well, you have to do all those things to make yourself better. But once you do, then you're able to gift that to the people around you that you care about. You know, my my team members, my my family, my friends. I can give, I can impart experience and knowledge on them that they wouldn't have gotten to because you can't, you don't have all the time in the world to go get all this, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm. So, but if you surround yourself with great people who also make themselves smarter and surround themselves with great people, you're going to be a beneficiary of that residual effect, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Now, what you just mentioned is, has a lot of rituals in it, but what other rituals make a big impact in your life? Uh, so I, I talked about well, starting from the uh, morning, getting a good sleep. Um, one of the things I, I don't do a good job of abundance is in my morning routine, my start of day, because I get up in the morning and I've already showered the night before. So I get up, I throw my clothes on and I go right out the door and get straight to work. And that's, that's just been my thing. Um, but what I'm, what I want to start developing is a, is a morning routine where I can get up and, uh, you know, start having my coffee and meditate right away instead of after I get to the office, um, give myself a little bit of learning time to read. So like the abundance is starting my day on the right foot instead of going straight into, um, emails or, you know, meditation and really the office, but I would just want to start it in a better way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, sorry, I went off the off tangent. What was the what was the question? What other rituals make a big impact rituals. in your life? Mm-hmm. Right, rituals and meditation is one. Working out is one. Um, and then time for friends and family. I have yeah. to make that a priority. And 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 then travel. I wouldn't call that a ritual. I just travel all the time because I'm constantly gaining new experiences with it. But you have to carve out time for your friends and family, and then you also have to carve time out for yourself. Yeah, for sure. All of that. Absolutely. At least I do. Yeah. And (laughs) that's part of my morning ritual. I don't, I don't pick up my phone. I don't do anything. I come straight out. And especially now it's, I'm in Florida, but it's, it gets cold here in the morning for Florida for us. Um, Especially after living in Hawaii for 10 years. But I like going out back and just sitting with my coffee. And I just sit in quiet. I just either listen to the birds. Sometimes I don't hear anything. Uh, and that's on days I don't take my son to school. <laughs> After I <laughs> drop him at school, then I stop by the lake and do my little meditation and prayers down there. So, oh, that's great. Well, see, we got the river right here. I'm, I live seven blocks from the river. Yeah. And I never go and sit on the bank and just watch the water or watch the, the commuters going to work in the morning. Oh, and I've always thought about it, me, but man. I need to. Yeah, because yeah, I just ride my bike and we ride down to school. And as soon as I drop him at school, you know, he's 10. He don't need me to do that. He wants me to do that, which is cool because someday he's not going to. Uh, and then I just ride over to the fitness center. And it's right by the lake. And I just sit there and watch the ducks and the fish jump in the water door and, you know, do my oh, thing. But man. if it was next to the – um. Uh, well, to really, to make it even better, what I used to do when I lived in Hawaii is to ki- part of my commute was kayaking across Pearl Harbor. And then there were dolphins, turtles, oh, and stuff like that. Oh, wow. yeah. I've lived oh, a blessed life, right, brother. Man. I've lived a blessed life. It's all by design, too. Well, it, uh, not just mine. God's design. But I have sure. something to do with it as well. Yep. Yeah. Wonderful, man. So you mentioned quite a few books already, but what else would you recommend that our abundant leaders read or listen to? You mentioned some podcasts as well. Yeah. Um, so there, Stealing Fire, which talks about flow and how to achieve the different uh, ways of flow. Um, that is one that, that's one of my favorite books. But for your audience, there's an article that I'd love to tell. It's by uh, Stephen Parton. Um, I found it on – actually, I don't know where I found it. It might have been Wait But Why, like a guest, guest uh, post. But the, the name of the article is The Science of Happiness, Why Complaining is Literally Killing You. Mm. against Stephen Parton. Uh, that was just, that's just one that it puts things in perspective for me. It's great. It, it, it motivates me every time I, every time I see it. I'm writing it down because that's the type of stuff I just thrive well, on. I can email it to you as well. Absolutely. Please do that. And then I'll make sure I put it in the show notes as well. 
Yeah. And another one for, for your readers is the four-hour work week. Oh, yeah, uh, wonderful. These people are motivated and trying to do something. And, and that's one that, like you talked, we've talked about, you know, working remotely and, mm-hmm. and finding that, that niche job for you. Uh, but the, when I read that, I kind of read it on accident. And, and that, that changed my life. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing about books like that, like, you know, Tim Ferriss with the four hour work week. And some people look at that and go four hour. Who who, who can work four hours a week? And guys, that's not what it's about. Right. (laughs) It's about (laughs) actually getting four hours of work done. You know, there's many other things to it. You got to read the book. It's just like (laughs) anything else. Um, The one I have sitting right here that one of my oldest books that I personally have owned is uh, um, Think and Grow Rich. And all of these other books about, yeah, all of these other books about, you know, a million dollar this, a million dollar that and everything. It's a title that entices people to pick it up. But once you get into it, you realize, crap, this book ain't got nothing to do with money. It's got to do with mindset. And there's a lot of biblical stuff in most of these books as well. But that we'll leave that for another conversation. But the bottom line is, it's a lot of mindset. And it's a lot about doing the things in under in your make creating your own circumstances. And that's kind of what Tim Ferriss is talking about in the four-hour work week, taking control of that, amongst yes. other things. But yeah, definitely a, a must-read. Now, definitely going to get into that article when you send it to me as well. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? I'd say a lot of fear for a lot of people, but complacency is is the thing I see most. You know, I have a lot of friends who will ask me about starting a business or uh, just inquire into my in my story. And I, I'll, if I see excitement in them or an interest level, I'll, I'll ask, you know, why don't you do this? Or they'll tell me about an idea they have. Well, why aren't you pursuing it? Well, you know, I have this and I have that. And it's it's not necessarily fear in this at this time. It's just like I got so much going on. I, I have a, a wife and kids and I've got a job and I like to have the things I like to do and they just get, they fall into the trap of, of life. And if you, what you, what you want out of life, you have to go and grab it. You have to go get it. Actually, one thing you don't know about me. Um, I mean, you know, I was, uh, oh, actually asked me to explain this. So I went to Georgetown college for, uh, for business and I got a business major, but I got a musical theater minor. I fell in love with Broadway musicals and stuff and ended up getting a, a minor out of it. Uh, so, but I was always a singer, right? Well, I did some professional theater when I got out of college, but then something happened in my life and I stopped singing. I wasn't happy. And then I went through a tough time and then I didn't pick singing back up. So now all these years, it's been, uh, it's been 10 years since I've been singing at all. And that was like the whole first part of my life was about singing. Right. So I always, I've been wanting to get back into it, but I've never, I haven't done it. I've had excuses and I got complacent. And then all of a sudden I finally realized that I needed a method by which to force me into it. I needed someone to hold me accountable. So what I did is ask my friends. Um, I've heard I've heard this somewhere else too. But like uh, one good thing to do if you want to if you want to convince if you want to get something done and you need that you need that level of, of, of accountability. Tell your friends. Make the announcement to your friends and family that you're going to do this. So when you don't do it, they call you out on it and you feel bad for not having done it. So it gives you that kind of thing. But what I ended up doing is asking my friends who were in the music industry about a voice teacher because that's really what I needed. I thought I needed to learn how to play guitar before I got really back into it. Um, but I found a great voice teacher and I've been doing that and I'm so happy now. And actually my life is changing because of it, like the trajectory of it in my, and the things I want out of it. So the point is like if you want it, you have to grab it. But you also have to – if you need the help getting over that, grabbing it or giving, getting over the hump, you have, grab someone else and have them help you get over the hump. Yeah. Yeah. And if you need another push, I heard somebody once told me that, um, say, for instance, uh, 
use any scenario, but I'm going to use exactly what he told me. He said, if you're a Republican, you go grab one of your Democratic friends and you say, look, I'm going to do this. And if I don't, then I'm going to donate $100,000, something that's going to hurt to the yeah. Democratic Party. Right. And right. so oh, and you got to hold it to me. Right. Or, you know, or I'm going to wear a Dallas Cowboys jacket for a week or you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, something that would really hurt you, hurt your pride, if anything. Um, oh, so, goodness. you know, and there's a lot of there's a look, a lot, you know, I hear as a as a business and marketing strategist and a coach consultant. People will say, you know, people don't need coaches. A business owner shouldn't need a coach. They started their business on their own. They can finish their business on their own. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, we all need accountability in certain parts of our lives. We're doing excellent in one part, but other parts are falling to the wayside. And the only reason why they're not getting it done is, is because they either don't know how to, they don't have the strategies, and even if they do, they don't take the time, they don't make the time to get it done. And it's critical in their life for whatever reason. So I'm a big advocate of hiring people or telling enough people to motivate me to get done what I need to get done. Because on my to my own advices, I'd be laying out back on the hammock right now, not having a conversation <laughs> with you, right? Or at Disney and Universal. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so, uh, I have two of my best friends who live in town, and they both own businesses, and they've been such mentors to me. They're wonderful people, and we started something called Better Men, Better Leaders, where we get together every so often, or usually we try to do it in a, every month or every three weeks, and uh, where we sit down at a coffee shop. And we have the notes from the previous meeting where we had to be held accountable for what we needed to do. So we go over our current goals and what we're trying to accomplish. We'll do some problem solving sometimes and we'll give advice. And then after that, you know what you're supposed to do till the next time. And then we go back. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you have to put you're on the hook for 20 bucks. It's only 20 bucks, but it adds up mm. over time so that I think it was at the end of the year because uh, we're we're Kentucky boys. We like our bourbon. Mm. So um, at the end of the year, uh, the person with uh i forget i forget what it is but wh whoever wins they have to spend all the money on bourbon and then we all it's their bourbon but then we all get to you know share it yeah. experience well, so th that's, that's awesome. our thing it's more about the pride than anything the 20 bucks is just you know whatever but uh, to me it's more about the pride that i have to put money in the jar that was not my intent my intent was to get done what i need to get done and you know, thanks for helping me out. I'll do better next time. <laughs> type right. Of thing, yeah. You know? Yeah. I dig it, man. So what does being a man of abundance mean to you, Adam? Being open to all experiences and balancing your life so you can be joyous and peaceful in any and every moment in life. It's extremely important, man. That's a very profound statement. And I, and I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate everything else you shared with us today too, man. Uh, it's, it, we're definitely going to have uh, lastcalltrivia.com linked up in the show notes. How else would you like for uh, folks to get a hold of you? And what did we not talk about in our conversation that you'd like to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today? Oh, geez. I'm not sure I'm prepared for that one. I think we covered a lot of it. I think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, though this has been an awesome conversation. Uh, answering the first part, um, I, I'm not really big on Facebook. I use it. I use it for certain reasons. And... And I, I'm I don't get on LinkedIn. I have a profile that manages for me and and some other things. So I I like to because we talked about friend levels. Like um, I'm not one who likes to have be distracted a lot. You know what I'm saying. So I don't have a problem with anyone reaching out to me. The best way to do it would be through the website. 
Um, but I'm not one that, that gets gets really busy on social. Uh, to me, that's kind of a waste of time. Although you mentioned TikTok earlier, that stuff is hilarious. Mm. Oh man, like I just tur- I downloaded it this past weekend. And while I was watching football, and uh, it's the first five videos I saw, I was laughing out loud. Yeah. So, yeah, that, dude, that a, conf- was really a cool confession thing. of mine was I was hooked on Musically, which is the precursor of TikTok, and then I just, okay. I, I just, I just, I, I just got away from it. I left it alone for a long time. I come back, and my my Musically app had changed to TikTok, and, and now it's TikTok. And, you <laughs> so know, out. but I connect, I use it because I connect with a lot of, bi- there's a lot of business owners on TikTok um, and they're, they're getting a lot of business from it. And so I'm using that as a marketing strategy uh, as well. Not necessarily for myself, but for some of my clients, it works for them uh, and other people that I know that it works with like a tie dye company uh, is just TikTok's perfect for that. Uh, but anyhow, that's a whole other, again, a whole another conversation. But yeah, I my my ten year old and I are just crazy about stupid little videos. We watch AFV, America's Funniest Home Videos, and and you know all these crazy little <laughs> clips on. It just I love them. It just yeah, it's my oh, YouTube's great. To hang out with uh, yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, oh gosh, I, I don't want to. Maybe Bezos and Gates, some some of the real big players, uh, are working on developing content that are uh, five minutes or less. So we're talking about major studios mm-hmm. that are trying to you know, get get people into the, the shorter content. So we, we talk about long-form content that's really good, big in podcasting right now, I think before the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one thing that's coming are those shorter things. And you're right, they're, they're great. Oh, yeah. You know? And that's how I watch most of my stuff for, with Gary Vee because he does short little one-minute clips. And then even on Instagram, you can choose to you know continue watching the rest of it that may go – three or four minutes but you know most people can say what they need to say in just a couple of minutes and be done with it <laughs> yeah well you know that's one of the things that i look for in employees and something that i preach to our, our current uh teams team members uh, which is conversational awareness now mm-hmm. i'm going to take credit i made this up so I'm, it might be out there already but i did make this up and it's because one of my pet peeves is when people talk and talk and talk and, and don't understand that there's a flow to a conversation mm-hmm. or that, hey, I might be not invested in this conversation anymore. So, yes, conversational awareness. That, that's my, that's my uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, pu- public state, PSA, public service announcements. Public service announcement. There you go. There we go. Yeah, thanks for that. You're <laughs> absolutely correct. I remember I read a quote, one of my favorite quotes about writing something. Uh, I think it was Mark Twain that said, I was going to write you a short letter. But I didn't have time, so I, I wrote you a long one. <laughs> and the point of it is it's harder to write, say what you want to say in less words than it is to write a whole dissertation. Oh, he's he's the best. Yeah, Twain. Absolutely. Oh, man. All right, no, brother, man. Uh, speaking of, um, you know, uh, conversation awareness, um, <laughs> it is time to move on, my friend, and go on with the rest of our day. I greatly appreciate your wisdom, man. I really dig what you have going on it's so much fun and it was a fun conversation so go out live your life of abundance adam and keep paying it forward i'm digging it and you're making a big difference thank you thank you for having me this was a blast and 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 i wish you the best in in your career and and your and your purpose well let's stay in touch and make sure that we keep each other on track let's do it man i'd love to absolutely take care brother all right see you all right guys your action step for today is to Screenshot your device or take a picture of wherever it is that you're listening to Men of Abundance on and post it to your favorite social media platform, hashtag Men of Abundance.
then if you have iTunes, go check out iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Please be honest. I want the honesty. I read them. It helps us improve the show so that we can do everything in our power to ensure we're giving you the right information so that you too can live your life of abundance. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and be sure to pay for it. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.